This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? <laughs> what makes him happy? Uh, not being in this movie. Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, we're back. It's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. The, the Rams are in it. L.A. is going to be a buzz. So there's that. It really is. Like right. I, where I live in West Hollywood, it's um, it's not near the, the stadium. There's not a lot near the stadium. There's no really hotels or restaurants or things near the stadium. So everyone stays either downtown or around West Hollywood. And West Hollywood's the... Well, the partying happens too, so there's a lot of events leading up to the Super Bowl, like entertainment-related things. So this area is going to be insane next couple of days. Yes, and like I said, I'm going on Saturday, so look forward to it. What's the occasion? Uh, you... Oh, Ooh. just like one of my friends is having like a birthday get-together thing at the Abbey, and you know. Oh, that's where I have to eat cake one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, in, in, in public. And I'm yes. going to watch you eat it. At 1 a.m. Which At 1 a.m. Our, our own Jason Bowers has experienced that. He's eating cake in an abbey. And so I said, I, I'll do it, but I won't be, yes. be ashamed. Uh, yeah. There's like, to get a suite at the Super Bowl, it's like a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Like that. I was like, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not spending money on that. Right. And, and and it's a, and while you're eating the cake, I'm gonna have my phone out and I'm gonna record all of the judgmental looks. Oh, that's okay. Oh well, I actually like that because then you're not you're not uh, filming Kurt with the cake. You're just filming Everett's reaction to Kurt. Right. It's like those two girls one cup reaction videos. Right. Oh God. I learned about that video late in the game. Apologies to anybody who ends up looking it up now and watching it. Yeah, I couldn't get through the whole thing. Jeez. Well, they became infamous, that was, those girls. That was, that was tough to stomach. Yeah, I was a little jealous of, the, of, of their careers. But otherwise, it speaking was of, to take. Speaking yes. of jealous of their careers, you know <laughs> what? I was talking to a friend the other day, and he mm -hmm. was telling me that um, he was talking about, like, he's in a business and he was talking about teen moms. And I was like, okay, so wait a minute. After all of these years of training and, you know, working on your craft, who knew that all you needed to do to be famous was just to get pregnant? Well, it's hard for you to get pregnant, Les. Yeah. Well, true. Maybe we give you but a TV like, show, a movie, a book deal. Yeah, you right. would get a lot out of it. If you could get pregnant, you you would have a whole career out of that. Probably get right. a meet and greet with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, no, wait. Right. What's the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Emma Thompson? I would want to parlay, if I if that were to happen, I would parlay that and I would get on Oprah. 
That's what I would do. They would revive yeah. Oprah's daily talk show just to have you on as a guest. <laughs> yes. And you'd be on every episode for a year. <laughs> yes. Hey, Oprah was on every cover of her magazine. I think it's That's fair. That's true. Right? But anyway, well, uh, as you can tell, I was bored of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? It well, wouldn't have stretched the time, so we don't have to talk about it. Kurt, do you have any black China things? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Well, there wasn't any real news this week, but I did find um, the website Capital Extra. They had um, they have 20 facts you probably didn't know about Black China. Oh, and oh, let's I see if we know you, them. Do you want to quiz us? Yes, yes, quiz us, Kurt. Um, sure, okay. <clears throat> Where is Black China from? Brooklyn? Washington, D.C.? Yes, you're right, Les. Okay. Black China was born in Washington, D.C. However, she moved to Miami to pursue her ambitions of being a stripper before later moving in with Tyga in Calabasa, L.A. She wow. still currently lives in the area with her fiancé. Oh, no, okay, this is a little bit couple of years ago that hasn't worked out with rob kardashian no right. it's Next not question. No. okay um let's see what well, this is oh how tall is black china oh i i think five foot two okay i'll go oh. with five four that was my second exactly. guess jason's correct Despite looking tall on camera, Black China is actually really small. She stands at about 5'2", making her one of the shortest celebrities in Hollywood. Oh. How about that? Uh, let's see if I can make another one into a question. I don't know if we were going we to do this as a quiz. I, I didn't mean but... to put you on the spot. Oh, no, no, it's okay. This is actually okay, fun, though. Black... All right, well, can you name Black China's two children? Dream. Oh, what's the other one's And name? King Cairo. Yes, that's right. Yeah. King Cairo with Tyga and Dream Kardashian with uh, Rob Kardashian. See, Kurt, we listened to your report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Is that an audience? It's, yeah, it's applause. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, so so uh, Black China moved on from Rob Kardashian with a new rapper boyfriend. Can yeah. you... Uh, Tyga. Can you name? What's that? Oh, that was Tyga. Wasn't he the one that was somebody else? Alleged, no, wasn't he the one that was allegedly oh, gay? Yeah. Like allegedly, or bi, um, or bi? Maybe they don't still say anything about that. But um, do you remember the person's name? Mister Papers. Mister Papers. <laughs> there is someone named Mister Papers. <laughs> oh, is that a drug reference? No, he's a rapper. No, I know, but I bet papers refers to rolling papers. Either rolling papers or dollar bills. What's going on in the music industry? Is Mr. Papers, Marshmallow. Marshmallow is not looking around their house for like names of their was I was telling Kurt and Les that all these events that they're doing around here, like right about a block away from where I live, uh, is this place called Pacific Design Center, and they do a lot of private events there. And so they're doing some private parties. Justin Bieber's playing one. Drake's playing one. Marshmallow is playing one. And Kurt didn't know who Marshmallow was. And so I pulled out my Marshmallow head that that is a lamp. That we uh, that I that illuminates me as we do this very podcast. Yeah, we have to put that on, on Instagram. 
I can't put it on over uh, the headphones, though, because the oh, headphones are too wide to okay. get the head on. All right, well, the person's name is Mechie. Mechie? Uh, maybe it's Michi. I never I don't remember Mechie. Let's see if I can give you one more question. Um, well, this they're asking, what is Black China's relationship with Kylie Jenner? Now, this actually would, would have been... Oh, they hate former sister uh, uh, now, so this, let's see, what, what year is this from? This one says Black China and Kylie Jenner have shared a turbulent relationship over recent years with the, with the pair reportedly falling out over, over Tyga. Now, this, yeah, this is an old article, yeah. but still. Oh, well, here, here we go. Here's, I'll, I'll give you one more question. Okay. So Black China has somebody's name tattooed on her hand. Who is it? Oh. Hmm. Somebody's name on her hand. Is it her Dream. Dad? No, it's somebody, and I, it looks like it's somebody that she dated. Tokyo Tony? Her <laughs> mom? No, that's her mother. I know, right? but the name sounds like it could be someone she dated. No, the name, um, the name is Future. Oh, yeah, Future. Oh, yeah, Future. I, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, got Future on her, after she appeared in his rich sex video. Yeah, Future. Okay. Although she says they're just friends. She swiftly got the tattoo removed, actually. Oh. Well. But she did have it for a while. All right, so that's fun. A Black China quiz. Yeah. Down for so, that anytime. It, so it's going it's to be, speaking of events, I'm, by the time this comes out, I will have gone, I'm going to this event tomorrow mm -hmm. where they're having a screening of the wrong Valentine. Mm. Yeah, I'm jealous. Like I'm, well, I shouldn't say I'm jealous because I might still be able to go, but I, I need to play it by ear tomorrow. Um, and and it's it, and one of the hosts is our friend Meredith Thomas. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I will have a full report next. And week. it's a fundraiser oh, for veterans. And, and it's a fundraiser. Yeah, it's a fundraiser for veterans. Oh, good. Elks Lodge. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to go because I think it'd be really cool to A, meet Meredith in person, B, sort of watch one of these movies oh, with an right. audience. You guys have never met. No. I've met you Kurt. Never... I've met Kurt in person. Oh, my God. That's, that's right. so funny. We've never even, met. I totally forgot. I didn't, even, I, I didn't even realize that you two have never met in person. No, we haven't and, met. And, like, Mer you guys have never met Meredith in person. No. No. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. That, that you It'll happen someday. See the world of Zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, and and then yeah, so so I should have a full I should have a full report. Last Good. week I went to the, to an opening of the club of a club, of which heart. was very hard, which was fun. It's gonna it's a fun club. Did you I see like Andy Cohen there? I did see Andy Cohen and Sam Smith. Oh, Sam was there too. Okay, yes. I've seen him out before. And mm. who else was there? And then of course we Lance. saw. Um, Lance we Bass. saw Lance Bass, of course. Okay. And so, yeah, no, it was fun. It, it was. It, so, when does it? Does it open like for? Does it really tomorrow. open this weekend? Yeah, tomorrow. As we we're oh. recording this on Thursday, February tenth, it opens tomorrow night. Just in time for a big weekend. Yeah. And I think. Is it Motherload reopening this weekend too? Uh, I had heard sometime within the next month. I don't know if it's this weekend. That would make a lot of sense financially. Right. Motherload? Motherload. Yes. A very famous gay bar that's been around for like 45 years. Oh, jeez. Like, like since 1979. Hmm. Well, I guess I can't procrastinate any longer. Yeah. I guess we should talk about this movie. 
Well, single black female from Lifetime, I obviously. On like, Lifetime, I, I like I this hope. movie more than you guys. But I have to say, much like Gregory Hines in Waiting to Exhale, I like a woman with a little meat on her bones. <laughs> and you remember that scene? Yes. Where Loretta Devine says, uh, "Let's come over for some leftovers. Got some collard greens, some cornbread, some candied ham, some potato salads." Some fried chicken, some peach cobbler, a couple of other slices of ham. And he says, hmm, yum, yum. And she says, well, maybe I shouldn't be having it. Yeah, I'm too fat. And then he says, I like a woman with a little meat on her bones. Yeah, and then she walks away and she, she catches it looking at her butt. Well, she exhales. Are you writing, yeah. are, are reading this from uh, memory or actually reading it off the screen? I watched it on YouTube. And I, I made a transcript. Of it. <laughs> Cause I was like, I was like, wow, Kurt's waiting to exhale multiple times. If he has this memorized. Well, it, it, it was two things. I was like, this is a lot of like, that was a long chunk of dialogue, but also like for Kurt to have remembered a chunk of dialogue like that. It, it had to have been pretty extraordinarily impactful on him. Right. Well, I, I mean, they, I, rem I remember things. They did mention Peach Cobbler. There are times, so. Kurt, where we will reference movies that we've watched, the titles of movies that we've watched, and you're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, I don't. Think it, because I treat it like, like an improv. Because when I did improv years ago, I used to, like, get uh, – so I used to think about the improvs later. I would like obsess over it. Oh, I didn't go it. right. I didn't go, and I learned to just just like just let it go. It's After the like, show, you let it go. Done with that show. Don't need to worry about that movie anymore. Yeah, I okay. don't remember. Like we watched the movie with Betty White. I don't remember anything about that movie. Yeah. So, I read. The, so, I'll read through my old notes sometimes if I'm looking for, for something that I need a reference for something, and I'll see stuff, and then I'll have to think about it and be like, oh, yeah, I do kind of remember that beat. But it takes a while even to read through the notes. A, a lot of movies. Well, I hope my memory's, <laughs> memory's good. I need it to be working, so. But, yeah. But, no, I, I like how that – I never saw Waiting to Excel. I just remember seeing that scene. That scene oh. I always remember. I saw it in the movie theater. So did I. And I, I okay. went – and saw it at the Magic Johnson Theater. And so let's just say that my the, the, the audience that I was watching it with, it turned into the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I bet. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's there's special. a pretty, like, raucous, like, you know, cheer, you know, get up out of your seat and cheer moments in it. Oh, when she burned the car yeah. down? And she's, like, walking away in slow-mo? Yes. Yes, Yes, I saw sure. Class Act, that movie, and I was one of the few Caucasians in the audience. And I have to say, it was a very, it was a very fun viewing experience. My friend was in that. <laughs> my, my friend was in that. My friend Marianne played, uh, I forget which one, kid or play. She played the mom on there. Oh, okay. It's a good movie. I remember enjoying that movie. No, no, I like, I, I used to like Kid and Play, actually. Mm -hmm. And their movies were actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so this movie, once again, just like last week, I figured out the whole thing in like 10 minutes. This one, I mean, they were kind of hitting you over the head with this one. Yeah. 
I was like, this is like soap opera 101. So had oh. you guys, uh, either one of you seen single white female? Yes. Yes. So I saw that yeah. in, in the theater. I did too. And this movie, the only thing it really shares with that movie, even though they're sort of trading off of the title, is the title and is uh, the concept that one of these women is uh, potentially renting from somebody. That's the only thing these two movies share. And here's the thing, though. So... If they would have just kind of, you know how they did like a few years ago, Lifetime did Steel Magnolias, but they did it with an all black yeah. cast. Or Pride and Prejudice, when they, with right. the, the, the one with Jack Gay that they did. Right. If they would have just like done the single white female, but just had it with the black characters, but done the same movie, yep. it would have been really good. It actually. really, yeah, really would have. Because that's more natural. That, no, I think this was from the same. Um, Somebody, whoever owns the the rights, because if somebody had to sign off on them using that title, because yeah. they could have easily gotten sued. I don't know about that. No, they they, they would get sued for sure. Okay, copyright yeah. infringement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough of a similar title with a similar premise of the movie that... And, and enough of a pop culture awareness of that movie to trade off that title, it's it's obvious that they would have gotten sued. But then why didn't they, they, they give it. credit? Why did did they do they give credit to the original? Usually, movie yeah, though? yeah. If it's I something where that. like they won't necessarily say based on the movie Single White Female, but whoever and like owns the rights either gets financial compensation or a screen credit or a combination of both. Because they even mentioned single white female in the movie yeah, yeah. at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think they got screen credit. I don't know. Maybe maybe there was something they got. But yeah, they definitely they definitely uh, you know dropped the ball because they li they literally could have just made it exactly like the single white female, and it would have been really good. Well, yeah, because this one was just absurd and not in a fun lifetime way. Yeah, this was no this was no wrong movie. <laughs> well, some of it, some of the violence was actually a little upsetting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was like, that's not fun. It's like, eesh, geez, that's a little much. Well. I was upset. Oh. I had to, I had to relieve, get some relief by watching that waiting to exhale scene, scene with the collard greens, cornbread, candy, and ham, potato salad, fried chicken, and peach cobbler, and some slices of ham. See, I thought everything in this movie looked fake. Yeah. <laughs> This, for all that we talk about, you know, Lifetime movies using the same homes over and over again, it always looks like they're really big homes, like really extravagant homes, even if they're kind of sparsely decorated. This one, everything, like the, the star of the movie, her place seemed tiny. Right. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's a scene where they're dancing in that club, and it's like they're, they don't have any room to dance. <laughs> we'll get to that because I, I have some thoughts on, on where they may have filmed that. Oh, okay. yes. Because they were in like a little, like a, it was like a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yep. It's, it, they were like, there wasn't any room between the, the, the table and the wall. And they're yeah. kind of dancing. You know what this, this reminded me of? Because remember, remember when we watched that one Christmas movie where Lifetime out Hallmark's Hallmark? This is the kind of movie that it strikes me as a Hallmark idea of what a Lifetime movie is. Yeah. Oh, that's a good description. Hmm. 
Now, I've never, in the movies we watch, I've never seen an overweight protagonist. Unless I'm forgetting something. Actually, no. We yeah, not really. No, you're right. And this movie really had two leads mm-hmm. who were... Um, and the protagonist, the overweight, the, the, overweight pro, pro, uh, the overweight protagonist who got really high guys. Well, you'd be surprised what happens. I mean, if, 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 if you're surprised by that. I'm not so, surprised by that. Other than, well, I don't want to give it away, but this... The the thing the plot the premise of the first movie is that Jennifer Jason Lee is moving in on Bridget Fonda and basically taking over her life, yes. and that's not what happens at all in this movie. No, not, not at all. Not at all. It basically yeah. was kind of like a bad episode of Days of Our Lives. But it was like they even much. laid the groundwork for for her to easily take over by everyone noting the resemblance between the two leads. Yeah, which that was a good resemblance. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you're going to have that and you're using the premise of the original movie of stealing someone's life, then run with that. Yes. Yes. So, so we see Amber Riley or Monica. She's sitting in a park. She's watching a dad play with his daughter or like his little girls. And then... Um, this is She's like that movie, the the lost daughter we're talking about before, where Olivia Coleman just the beginning, first fifteen twenty minutes of the movie is just her sitting there watching people on the beach. So I thought maybe it was more of a remake of that. Um, so then her friend comes up, who I like, who I did like, BB, I did like, I liked the her sassy too. Sassy friend. So the sassy friend um, goes and talks to her, and we find out that her dad died. Monica's dad. Dead and so then we cut to a funeral. Oh, and then BB gives Monica some wind chimes, which we then, I thought the wind chimes were going to play in later. Again, they should have. But that's a really did. weird fucking gift to give somebody at a funeral unless it's not going to play a part in the movie. Yeah. Who wants wind chimes anyway? That's, that's annoying not the when wind. you're like a neighbor has some stupid wind chimes. Yep. So, so then we go to the funeral, and um, Monica's speaking at the funeral. During the funeral, somebody gets a call and gets shamed for it, which I thought was funny. Yeah, there's some woman behind him who's like rolling her eyes. She's, she's like rolling her eyes. She's trying to, I guess, you know, she was extra, I guess. So she's trying to cry. Look, she looks like she's crying while she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> and, and then after... Then after the funeral, we go to the wake, mm-hmm. and who do we what see? What a friend! But Aunt Viv. Yep. The second that? one. No, the, the first, first one. one. Oh, that was the first one. Yeah. She's the one that had to reconcile with Will Smith. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And so I was very happy because I'm like, oh, it's good to see Aunt Viv working. She so, works. Yeah. So and she and Aunt Viv was actually good in this too. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in it. She wasn't in it enough. So, so then, oh, so then, um, uh, uh, Monica's sitting there. She's sad. Her boyfriend, her, her, her hot boyfriend shows up and mm-hmm. asks her if she wants to have grief sex. Yeah. Bad move. Right. 
And hey, how about that, that spread they had at that? That uh, I know this is always this is on brand for me, but I did get excited yeah. about the spread. Yeah, and I saw, I saw, a, I think I saw a red velvet cake there. I'm sure there was. I think Which Les and I revealed wonder. that we're not fans of red velvet cake. No, well, yeah, I had some I don't today. Like I had some today actually, and I and then I saw this, and I, but I thought maybe it might be a Southern family because red velvet cake allegedly has some. Well, they were. They were, they were Houston. Houston. Yeah. That makes oh, sense. okay. That makes sense. I didn't know where they were. Yeah. They oh, were yeah, they were in Houston. They, they did say someone was, someone was the mayor of Houston. Yeah. Yeah, her dad. The dead dad. So, okay. So, so then Aunt Viv is like, is, tell, is asking Monica, what do you see in this guy? He's a, he's a dick. Get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then, so then the sassy friend, BB, shows up again. And she's looking at some old man going, who is that? It's your 73-year-old uncle. Right. Yeah. And Beatty, Great uncle. Who's very sexy, by the way. Who can get any guy she wants, yeah. pretty much. She wants, she wants a sugar daddy. She wants a man of experience. And so then we find out that, uh, that Monica's boyfriend, he was in a herpes commercial, right? No, he was in a erectile dysfunction commercial. They don't advertise herpes. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> like to see that Super Bowl commercial. Right. So then what else happens after this? Because we jump in time, right? <laughs> well, she got to do it for herself. I wrote that down. Oh, her f- friend says that. She's got to do it for herself. And then Andre gets shaded about his dick. Um, <laughs> BB. Uh, makes a comment. Is it was it BB? Yeah, she yeah, makes she, she makes a comment to him about his commercial. He gets a little upset. So, I think so I then, missed though, that because then they also imply somebody else in this movie has a problem with his dick. Oh, they do later in the movie. Yeah, it's a plot yeah. point actually. Yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. No, no. That's he just finished quickly. Is that a problem? <laughs> you're you're ruining the movie. You're jumping too far ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. oh I'm you're you're jumping yeah. to then too too soon, too quickly. I think, yeah. I think I'm ruining a lot. Of things. <laughs> That's okay. All right, let's. So let's, then we um, jump in time a little bit. It's gone too far. And we find yeah. out. We find out that. Um, <laughs> we find out that that Andre, who was Monica's boyfriend, that we find out that Andre and Monica broke up, and the reason yeah. why is because Andre cheated on. Mm. And so then we find out that uh, that uh, well, we also meet Mrs. Fletcher, the drunk woman. Yes. Who um, this is, wasn't there a show on HBO, Miss Mrs. Fletcher? Yeah, starring yes. Catherine Hahn. It was a book too. I read that book. And someone who we know, Kurt, was in that. Well, who are we allowed to say? I mean, it's it's got to be public knowledge. No, um, it's um, her name is Katie, and okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back to memory lane. So, oh, her name is Katie. So remember when we were in Chicago? Yeah, and we were at that get together, and somebody was making fun of Swan Balloon. Yep. No, but this we're talking about. But okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) So you could you could tell the Swan Balloon story. Okay, so we go to this 
party in Chicago and we're sitting there and there's the, the our friend Dan had a show called Swan Balloon and someone else at the table started saying, you know, last year they had some show called Swan Balloon at the Indianapolis Fringe Festival and oh, it's the stupidest description and artwork. It, and there, you know, our friends said there was his his show, and this 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 guy's going on about going off about Swan Balloon. Well, Swan Balloon. Did they have a confrontation? right there. What's that? Did they have a confrontation? Yes. No. No. Well, well, well not little, that I saw. No, because well, it like never tension. Yeah, there was tension, but the, the guy who was going off on Swan Balloon, he never, at least when we were there, he did not know that the guy was Swan Balloon guy was sitting. At I the think same Swan table. Balloon guy should have gotten up and said something. No, he but was something to make the other guy uncomfortable. He just yeah, scowled. It was uncomfortable. It was it was kind of weird. Now, so one of the people at that table was one of the stars of Mrs. Fletcher. Really? Kate. Uh-huh. Well, how am I supposed to remember that? That was a that took a long route to get to. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to be telling the Swan Balloon story. That guy and, and our friend who wrote Swan Balloon, he like he went home that night and wrote a blog. This like yes. huge blog entry. Like the next morning was like, here's a story about Swan Balloon. What happens happened tonight? No, I like this guy. I really do. I do. No, he's but Dan. He's like, I just saw him. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Dan. But I'm just, <laughs> it was like it really affected him. I guess you know. So anyway. We're at it. So we find out that, that Monica is on a, t- a TV show. Um, and it's kind of like a good morning Houston sort of a show. I, what I was unclear of, and I think I still am unclear about this, is she's trying to get the host position on this show Tea Time, this, mor- right. this morning show. But she's, try- she's already got some sort of on-camera, in-studio job Anyway, so what is her current right. job? The whole movie is about her getting this either. new job. What did you say? Uh, I, I actually, Jason, I didn't understand that either because we're so she and that and her friend were both co-hosts on camera. Yeah, and so yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make any. I guess she already has a show. Why does she need another show? Well, it's like I, I get wanting to switch to a different show if you're more prominent on it or whatever it is, better time slot, who knows. But it was never really clear, like, well, what was the show that she was, like, working on where she was able to come and sub on Tea Time to try and get the, the lead hosting job on that show? Right. Was it like yeah. a Today Show situation where, like, Hoda and Savannah are like the main hosts, but then they've got like the Craig Melvins and the Al Rokers that are kind of on the side that sometimes do segments in addition to their normal thing. I guess. I don't know. My head's going to explode. (laughs) (laughs) This is flipping my out. I don't know. I'm in a mood. So her, so (laughs) Monica and her co-host Elodie, who were also very good friends, are both mm. up for the job, and, and they were like, okay, well, let's promise each other no matter what happens, we'll stay friends. Good luck with that. They don't seem like friends to me. No. They so, seem like so they're, they're barely acquaintances. Right. Yeah. So, so then um, this guy what runs up to help uh, Monica out with her, her microphone – and it's Eric, mm-hmm. and I wrote this note. Hot guys are very are very into her. Yeah, because Eric was very hot. Yeah, Eric was adorable too, like hot and cute. 
Yes. Unprofessional, though. You, you, you can't be, I don't know. In fairness, was, was part of his job was literally to stick his hand up her shirt to pull yeah. that mic wire through. Oh. So, so then one of the producers... Yeah, any, any, any comment I have is going to be inappropriate. I keep, I keep my mouth shut. All right. <laughs> so, so, so then one of the producers um, mm-hmm. was talking to Monica, and he was like, well, you know, Monica, if it was up to me, you would have the job, but you need to be more assertive. And then we find out that Monica's assistant quit. But don't worry, Monica, because we found you a new assistant, Simone. It was fucking weird that they didn't invite Monica into the interview process for the person that is going to be her assistant. Right. Yeah, wouldn't she interview... Like, I would think if you're you're hiring someone to work, like, directly with you day in, day out, you'd kind of want to know, hey, is this person an asshole? Right. Right. So so then the boss is like, wow, you two look alike. And he wasn't being racist. They actually really did look alike. Maybe he was being racist and they looked alike. Yeah, in all fairness. Because they did look a lot alike. So, So then... Monica's like not so her name is Simone Monica's not feeling no, I was just thinking you two look alike in fact no, she, no I'm not going to say it cause, well I did write in my notes the phrase in all fairness no, maybe saying, he's racist too Joe no yeah I'm just, I'll leave it at that so. I gotta, people are combing through podcasts these days looking for trouble. Look, we we should have such Joe Rogan troubles where we are so wildly popular that people are trying to end our careers over it. Uh, uh, look, people trying to have so much time on their hands. They're combing through podcasts. God knows. Who knows what the future holds? I don't think there's My a lot of combing. So that's, you need to comb you. a ton to find a, that word well, being used 80 times. Well, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, don't you wish people were trying, like, offering to give us a hundred million to quit? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. So, 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 Monica is not feeling Simone in, initially. And so, we find out that Simone is new in town. She's from Virginia. Um, and then Simone meets Eric and she's kind of into him, but Eric is kind of... Eric's just, Eric's just a nice guy, so he's nice to everybody. Well, all, before she meets Eric, we also find out about Simone, that she's from Virginia, but she does have family in Houston, but she mentions, yeah, but pretty distant. So I knew immediately. Yeah, so did I. Mm. I was like, I was like, I've watched soap operas my entire life. I know where this is going. Uh, for me, it was a little bit something was weird with the mom well that too yeah yeah that's that what I was, oh something's off mom had something's something to hide. you so then while yeah. monica is in the, no while simone is in the hall she catches elodie shit talking and so elodie's like yeah i'm gonna get that job she doesn't deserve this job blah 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 just talking shit she said she'll she might Tanya Harding her. Right? 
And then, of course, chill, chill Jeff Galuli. I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so then, <laughs> um, the, so the next scene, uh, we see uh, Simone, and she's at a house. This old lady answers. Uh, she's like, "I hear you're looking for a tenant." And the old lady, right? And the old lady's like, "What are you talking about?" And then uh, she whips out a whole wad of cash. And the lady's like, well, I guess I am. Hmm. They make a mockery of the fact this woman's an alcoholic. Right. So then, so then we see Aunt Viv again. We're at a restaurant. We see Aunt Viv. Aunt Viv brings uh, Monica a peace offering. Then um, we see Simone talking to her boyfriend, her ex, Andre, and Andre's like, I didn't do anything. And she's like, oh, come on, Andre. And Andre's like, seriously, I didn't do anything. It was a weird excuse. The, the, the way he tried to defend himself wasn't good. First of all, she's giving him the stuff back, and he has a big stuffed bear. Mm-hmm. That's what, one of his belongings. I guess it has Coke in it or something, but otherwise, <laughs> you know, people smuggle. People sometimes smuggle Coke, and I guess I'll have to explain it. But anyway. The pacing he, of this movie said, was not one that it implied <laughs> that they were all doing Coke. No, but sometimes people smuggle Coke yes. and stuffed animals. And teddy bears. From Colombia into, you know, uh, not to put Kurt, down Colombia. You've been watching Locked Up Abroad too much. That's going to get cherry-picked out of here. Kurt Fitzpatrick said once said that people smuggle coke out of Colombia. Well, no, um, it does happen. Uh, so, Jason not embarrassing. Bowers no, also not, not, not me. There was a guy that I I wouldn't say I was dating, but I was like kind of hanging out with him, like God, ten, eleven years ago, and ended. He was a real d bag in the end. Ended up moving back to the state where he grew up. And had kind of given up career aspirations here. And I found out a couple years later that he had gotten arrested because he and his boyfriend were caught selling meth and they had a teddy bear that was stuffed with cash. Yeah. I mean, it, locked up abroad. It happens all the time. And, and it also, apparently, like, they were having a domestic dispute and, like, uh, one of them shot the other 33 times with a BB gun. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. With a BB gun. With a BB gun. No, I didn't. So he didn't die. It was just irritating. No. No. So it's like, ouch, 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 ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, the guy's got a really bad excuse this movie. He's like, well, I was at a bachelor party, and I guess I had a drink. And so you were you with another girl? I think. Like, oh, oh boy, that didn't go well. <laughs> so, so, so then... Um, <laughs> Monica goes home, and we find out that Simone is basically her neighbor. And then they decide to go out for drinks. They go out drinking. Monica is telling Simone about her dead dad. I see dead people. Why? She's crying. Why the hell is Monica, before Simone even starts, why is... Her mindset, oh, yeah, I should drink with my new employee. Right. 
Exactly. Who doesn't know who I don't know and who knows nothing about me. She hasn't actually started yet. That's and just like an HR situation waiting to happen. It is. And don't shame Mrs. Fletcher. You're on the sauce as well. So 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 Monica gets like fucked up. She gets drunk. And then we cut to the next day. She's waking up and Simone has made her a full breakfast. And then Monica's like, wait, so Simone, what are you doing here? And then Simone's like, oh, well, you got so drunk that you invited me to stay. I like her so, shirt, though. She's wearing a new edition shirt. Yeah. It was She's got Bobby, just the names. Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Bobby, 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 Ricky, and, yeah. <laughs> cool it now. So, so then um, she sees a bunch of clothes, and we find out that um, Simone... That Simone, that Monica is giving away a bunch of clothes. So it's one of these situations. Well, hey, you're my size. Why don't you just, you know, have at it, see what you like. But then she finds this one like dress, and Monica's like, "Well, no, not that one. I accidentally put that in. My dad gave me that dress. It's very special to me." Red but, dress, yeah. So, which is you know the sign of pay attention to this dress. It's going to be important mm-hmm. later. Except <laughs> the dress she ends up taking, or actually that, well, I'll get to that when we get to the dress later, because there's something I noticed about the dress later, which is kind of stunning. So, so, hmm. so, so then um, uh, Monica calls BB. BB's, and Monica's like, well, you know, my new assistant... Slept over, and of course, BB is the friend with common sense that's like, don't you think that's a little weird for you to have your assistant sleep at your house? I don't know about this. So, so, so then, uh, we see Eric, he bumps into Simone, he's being really nice to her, and then, um, Oh, this Eric but, is playing a dangerous game. But I thought he was just being nice, though. Do you think? Or do you think he was hitting on her? I think he's playing a dangerous game is what I think. I don't know. If you're being a little too flirty with all the I think he's just a, yeah, I mean, I think he's a young, good-looking guy, and, like, he's single. He's not. It's not like he's dating them and getting married to them and lying about it. He's, like, talking to women he finds attractive. Right. Oh, works for some people, yeah. If it was like Ernest Borgnine was was working on this the set and he was kind of hitting on all the women, (laughs) they might take it a little different. So 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 Simone so Simone's a little more dressed up and she's wearing one of Monica's dresses. She looks good. (laughs) So so then, um, they're talking more. Um, we find out that Simone, she's like, who's your dad? And Simone's like, I don't know. So then. Who's your daddy? Right. So then Monica's telling Aunt Viv that she has a new assistant. And then. Oh, this is the, the part I want to talk about when, when, so, when, uh, Monica or uh, Simone come into the office right then in, in, in that one of the dresses, the dress she is wearing that, that, uh, 
everyone's commenting on and like we're supposed to believe is one of the ones that Monica gave her was not in the pile of clothes that Monica and Simone were going through. Uh, oh, wow. Continuity. Yes. Hmm. So, so then Erica, so then Eric brings Monica a bunch of flowers. We find out it's from Andre. He's still like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then the boss is talking, the producer is talking to, wait, but it, it was the boss, right? The female boss, right? The host of the show. Was uh, yeah. yeah, I think it was the host did of we, the show. Did we skip over when she had the, when she got together with her mom? No. You started to talk oh, about that and I may have cut you off. Oh, no. oh. So yeah, because she's telling Aunt Viv that she has a new assistant. And then what did, yeah. what did you want to throw in? And she's from Virginia, and then the mom kind of reacts like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, and we also, I think we may have skipped over Simone, like, practicing being Monica in, in the, the mirror. Like, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. She was, like, introducing herself on, you know, quote-unquote, on camera and saying Monica's name. Like, I'm Monica, whatever her name was. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. So, so then they're talking to the, the, I guess, whoever's talk show they're taking over. They were talking to her, who should have been Jack Hay, by the way. Yeah. Or, or uh, Vivica. Right. Right. Exactly. And so they basically, so Elodie starts being like a bitch in front of the boss. And, yeah. and so then, and she referred to... Uh, Monica's time off as a vacation, and Monica's like, uh, bitch, my dad died. I wasn't, like, out having fun. Yeah. It did so go that- from, like, uh, passive-aggressive, just trying to get the job through his smile, to, like, just straight-up being bitchy to each other, and I was there for it. It was so funny. Right. Yeah. So, so then Simone sees this, and it's like, uh-oh, Elodie, you're in trouble now. Her name, was, her, her name was Elodie, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a name I've never heard before. I have on that. Okay, Kurt, I'm sure you've never watched The Hills. <laughs> no. There was a, the Hills was a show called Elodie? Yeah, there was something called Elodie of the Hills. Was The Hills a show by Brett, you know, the, the guy who did uh, Less Than Zero? Or was that a different show? No. The Hills, the Hills is a reality show. show. What show am I thinking of? Something different. Uh, no, the Hills. The Hills yeah. is a reality. Brett Eastern show. Ellis, whatever his name Brett is. Eastern Ellis. Show. Uh, yeah, yeah, not even, not even close. The Hills. No, okay. The, the Hills was a reality show that was a spinoff of Laguna Beach. Oh God, I don't know what that is. It was a reality show. The Hills was bigger oh, okay. though, and the Hills. Like, you probably heard the names like Spencer uh, Pratt and Heidi. What's her name? Heidi. Uh, Heidi Montag. Montag. Yeah. No. Lauren Conrad. Lauren Conrad, LC, yeah. Nope. And I never Kristen watched Cavallari. the show, but I know all those names. Kristen Cavallari, Brody Jenner. No. Brody Jenner. Yes. Brody Jenner. Bruce's son. Kip. Bruce's son. No. Now Caitlin's uh, son. Oh, no. Okay, the uh, Brett Eastern Ellis show is called The Canyons. Oh, no, that's a movie. Yeah. There was a, but there's a TV show. No, I can't find it. Forget no, it. the hills. The hills was laughing at me. close to the can. I am. I am. I'm. 
<laughs> it was just I, I liked the, the the journey of your realization that it wasn't the thing you thought it was, and you kept getting more disappointed, and like your tone kept changing on each word. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm disappointed. He was, I thought he had a show. Ah. Heidi Mountain would not be <laughs> right. Was the Hills on MTV. Was it a show? On, yeah. Was the Hills on MTV? Yes. All right, yes. so I knew that. Yeah. I didn't just look that up. And I was just thinking about the Hills, actually, seriously, because one point Lauren had a cat sweater, like a cat turtleneck. And I thought that my cat would look good in a cat turtleneck. I was thinking that today. <laughs> I want a cat turtleneck. Now I have it was a cat. I wear a cat. You have to have a cat All first. Right. We'll work on that. Anyway. Ugh, anyway, I can't see the show that you did. Maybe you didn't do one. So, so, so Elodie, <sighs> after shit-talking, is walking to her car at night alone. So we know where this is going. And it was kind of funny because Elodie was walking and then all of a sudden someone, like, yanks her. And she disappears off the screen. And it's like, oh, well. well mm-hmm. She's leaving work late at night. What's she going to do? Call police escort? Why is she there so late anyway? Yeah, she works at a morning show, dumbass. And it's a lifetime movie. Yeah. They always work late. She, maybe she should get that, get the gig. She's working hard. She's putting in like 12 hours after her morning show uh, on air well, appearance. Well, you know, in lifetime, you know, school teachers work late into the night. Everybody does. It's a part of lifetime. It so makes more sense if people working graveyard shift. They're going, they're walking to work, and they get knocked over the head. Also, the she works technically, you know, on a morning show. They tend to get in fairly early. They could have made it that she was walking into work that day. Yeah, so, but then you miss work. There are a lot of directorial, directorial, let's call them choices in this movie that I questioned. So, so, so then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, BB shows up at uh, Simone's house to have drinks. Like, they were just going to have a girl's night in, drinks. And, oh, no, sorry, mm. Monica's house. She shows up at Monica's house to have drinks, and Simone is there. Monica and, and Simone are wearing matching TV station sweatshirts. Yes. And BB was like, what the hell's going on here? I wonder, They didn't mention it, so I wonder if that was like a, they just ran out of wardrobe. Like, here, it just... You guys just put these shirts on. Uh, well, I think that was probably a fake TV station. So that was probably war- yeah. like actually wardrobe. But maybe they made them and realized they had nowhere else to have them wear them or need to wear them. But again, this right. would have been a great opportunity for the bad guy in the movie to do something evil by stealing the identity like they did in the original movie. Right. So, so then... They're drinking, and Simone and Bibi get into an argument. And then Simone says to Bibi, well, you're just going after her old-ass uncle anyway. And Bibi's like, wait a minute. So, so then we then see, um, mm-hmm. the, I, guess, I guess it's sexy. Bibi wakes up. She's on the couch. I guess she passed out on the couch. And then on the chair next to the couch is a picture with BB's face burned out. And 
So then BB's like, oh, hell no. But then Monica kind of explained it away because she's like, well, BB, you fell asleep with a cigarette in your hand. I don't think it was, that's was it a cigarette did. or was it a joint? Oh, it was probably a joint. Oh, was it? Yeah. This is Lifetime. So, and she's like, so you fell asleep with a joint in your hand and you're, and it burned a hole in the picture. Man. There's a lot of drugs in this movie. There's falling asleep with a joint. There's coke and a stuffed, stuffed bear. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpin situation. So, this so movie then, is dark. So then... The next day at the, at the station, we find out that Elodie has been attacked and she got beat up very badly. But she's going to recover. Oh, okay. And then uh, Simone was kind of nonchalant about it. Yeah. She wanted to go shopping for a party. Have you ever thought about why is it in the, these Lifetime thrillers, why is it that the... the the killer in the movie will go around and like completely without a care, just go on and killing people, killing people, killing people. And then there's a character who has a couple lines in the movie and they, for whatever reason, spare that one's life. And then they'll kill, yes. kill, kill. And then they'll spare someone else's life. Like what are the, what's the decision-making process over? Oh, uh, we need to keep that one in the script. Right. Because, you know, Elodie should have been killed over a couple yeah. of other people. Because yeah, one well, also like she doesn't serve the plot anymore anyway. So they don't no. need the character to come back in the movie. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Well, but so then they go shopping and they have a makeover montage. I never shop. Never? No, I realized that when I was watching the movie they went out shopping. I was like, yeah, I don't really think I shop. So, so <laughs> that's all I have, have to say about so, that. So they have also a makeover montage. We didn't mention that that BB was saging Monica's office with Laurie seasoning. <laughs> like she, Laurie? she, yeah, La, Laurie, Laurie is a, a a prime rib place uh, here in LA, and they they sell seasoning in stores, and I think they sell it like around the, the country. Um, yeah. but no, like, cause it, she was seasoning it with Lowry seasoning because she couldn't find any sage and she's like, oregano is kind of like sage, right? So she's burning this like Lowry seasoning in the office. Hey, you gotta do it. The place smells like a pizza place. Yeah, probably. <laughs> smells like the Olive Garden. Love that. So, oh, so then Monica, we fight. So then Simone goes to Monica and she's like, are we still going out tonight? And Monica like. Oh, Simone is talking to Monica and saying how she has a crush on somebody and how she's going to ask him out. And that's one of the reasons why she dressed up because she's going to ask him out today. And then we find out that she and Monica were supposed to have plans, but then Monica's like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I actually double booked because I have a date with Eric. And then we realized that Mm -hmm. Eric was the person who... Simone was going to ask out, and Simone was not happy about it. So then she tries to talk Monica out of it by like, isn't this too soon to be dating? Didn't you just get your heart broken? And Monica was basically like, "Uh, Simone, mind your business. But then they go, uh, Simone goes into the elevator 
and Eric is in the elevator. Well, first she just starts punching the elevator. Now, I don't like elevators. So yeah. I wouldn't be, no. I don't like elevators. Wait, wait, so uh, I would be punching the elevator. You would punch because you don't like it. No, because I don't want to disrupt the elevator. So uh, I wouldn't be oh, the elevator. oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant, meant like uh, you would hit it to beat it up because you don't like it. But you're saying you wouldn't hit it because you want to have as calm of an elevator ride as possible. I, when I ride an elevator, I, I try to make sure that the weight is distributed. Um, I don't press the button to close it. I will wait because I am... I am I am I'm I am worried about it. I press the button once. If somebody else gets in the elevator, starts pressing the button repeatedly, that freaks me out. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't like elevators. Oh. I've considered moving out of the New York area so that I don't have to ride in an elevator again. For real? Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> well, I, and I, I hope it, it didn't seem like we were shading uh, what you, what you were saying by saying, or that I shaded what you were saying by beat it up. I truly thought that's what you meant was that you were going to hit it because you don't. Oh like no, it. no, that's fine. No, actually, it kind of depends on the elevator. Sometimes I, it, I, you know, I, I generally don't like elevators. So. I, I can fully understand that though. Like there are some that I yeah. feel very comfortable, and some that I'm like, mm, I could have walked, could have yeah. walked. I'd say the ones that are like um, the like the outside ones where there's a window. I I would that's those the ones I prefer. I'm 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 kind of okay with that because you can see what's going on. You can see the yeah because because like you're in the box. In. You don't know what's un, yeah. like directly surrounding the box. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Eric is in the elevator, and Simone gets in the elevator with him. Now, did something happen in the elevator with them? Well, she. Kind of well, she confronts him about the date and is weird about it, and then she kind of like pushes him or like stops the elevator and kind of pushes him to the wall. And he's kind of like, What the fuck are you doing? And she gives him shade because he was talking to some other chick in accounting, right? Oh, so she's basically giving him shit. Not because she couldn't ask him out, but because he's going out with Monica while he's talking to this other employee. Right. So, so then, meanwhile, BB is talking to Simone, and BB's like, "Okay, no, BB's talking to Monica, and BB's like, mm-hmm. okay, Simone is weird, and I've done some digging." Well, also, we we discover that BB has a salon. Yes. BB's salon. And and so BB is like, okay, she's like single white female. And it's like, Bruh. and then she's like, I mean, single black female. Bruh. Yeah. yeah, we heard the title. So you got to give it like a little. So, so then um, Monica then has her date with Eric. And she's telling, she's telling him about how she had a little fight with BB. Then we cut to Simone, and Simone is putting on Monica's special dress that Monica told her not to put on because her dad gave it to her. Yeah. That red dress. So then Eric and, and Monica are having a great time. They go, they start dancing. So where do you think the dance club is? Oh, so 
they're in, you know, they go out for a night out and where they're sitting, just the way this was framed, it was, it was like a narrow corridor, like, you know, that like path at a, at a small place where you're walking towards the back. There's always that like little hallway back towards the store, the storeroom and the bathrooms. It was like yeah. that kind of area. Okay. Um, and so this area is super narrow, but they don't use the rest of the space where they filmed. In fact, at one point, they even get up and start dancing right next to their table like it's a dance floor, even though it's about yeah. one foot wide. And <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed on the wall, there was a neon sign silhouette of like a woman, like what, the type of woman you see on like mud flaps. And oh, so, so you think they were crazy girls? I think they were crazy girls. I think they filmed this in a strip club, and the rest of the decor was even more obscene than that. So they're like, oh, we can't really show that because it doesn't make sense for them to be in a strip club. <laughs> they were in a strip club. Well, that's where, that, where I'm saying they filmed it. I believe that it was. That's funny. Crazy girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy girls. What kind of strip club is it? Like, it's this. Straight the strip club, yeah. the straight strip club, and like fairly well known too. Yeah, okay, very yeah. It's and right ho- on the Sunset like, Strip. Yeah, it's like it's like Holly, like kind of the border of Hollywood and West Hollywood. Yeah, okay. So, so then, so then they're dancing, and then Simone's dancing in the dress, and then they go back home. Well, so Monica takes brings eric home and eric tells monica i can go all night (laughs) no big mistake and monica (laughs) she could have a lawsuit monica held him to that yeah and while they were going at it uh simone was watching them go at it yeah, and not and, not through like a little hole. She she pretty much had the closet like halfway open. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Simone, mm-hmm. I think, was doing something that you would not see in a Hallmark movie. She was, shall we say, beating up her own elevator. Yes, was she? Yes. I didn't know she was yes. doing that. Yeah, she had her hands That's down there. The spaces. I didn't know. She moaning loudly too. Yes. Like, Why did I miss this? I don't know. Yes. This sounds like the best part. Yes. After oh, the food, know, yeah. Let's just say Simone was doing a little self-care. Yeah. She was Simoning. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, she was okay. Simoning, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know how I missed this. Well, I must have interpreted it a, a different way. Well, uh-huh. and, and, and Eric, and, Eric and, and Monica were going at it pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So the next well, then day, he feels bad. No, then he feels bad because he he f- finished uh, too soon. Right. Mm-hmm. But it. But and she's it, all right but, with that. But in all fairness, though, it looked like they were go- like it was pretty good until he. Finished. Yeah, I don't know how long. Like what to him? What's what's long? Long? What's short? I don't know. She seemed happy with everything. Yeah, yeah she did. So then. So the next morning, Simone is sneaking out of the house. And Monica wakes up and catches her sneaking out of the house. And Monica's like, what are you doing in my house? And Simone says, oh, you forgot your keys. And so I just thought I'd drop them off for you. 
Mm-hmm. But, th- but then Monica got a weird look on her face, and you could tell that Monica was getting suspicious because Monica's like, okay, that's just weird. Yeah. So then Simone goes to Eric, how, you know, how was your date with Monica? And um, then she lets Eric know that she knew that it ended a little too quickly. Wait, what, what did she say to indicate that? Get your time up. You better get your time up. Yeah. That's what she meant by that? Yeah. Yes. yes. Well, I'm sorry. No one has ever said that to me. So I, I don't know. I'm not familiar <laughs> with this phrasing. But I didn't know what she meant. I, I know she said, said, said that. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what she means. Why is there always a rack of folding chairs in that studio? <laughs> Have you noticed that every scene they shot in that studio, there's just a random rack of folding chairs in there. That's funny. You know, so, so it's for craft services. You know, they, really, they could be, yeah, they could be in the Well, they get the seats all there, and then they start eating their M and M's and stuff. Oh, so then we cut to BB, and BB is now on a mission to find mm-hmm. out about Simone, or as BB says, I'm going to six degree to Kevin Bacon, this bitch. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, you guys are um, very close in generation to Kevin Bacon because I was I work with Kevin Bacon on the following. I am six degrees from Kevin Bacon. No, you're two. I'm, oh, I'm two. One, am, am I one? Well, no, am I'm I one? one. No, I'm one. I'm one. No, Kurt is one. In this scenario, less Kurt. I'm one. Or less has worked with him as well. Okay, so I'm one. I met Kira Sedgwick. That's not being in. That's his wife. But did you. They've acted together, so that would make less two. That would two. Okay. No, I'm saying I was in something with Kevin Bacon. Right. I was in the following with Kevin Bacon. You guys were in a lifetime of Hallmark with Kurt Fitzpatrick, who was in the following with Kevin Bacon. That puts you at two degrees. So the fact that I met Kira Cedric means nothing because I didn't act with her. Right, right. Got it. It means nothing. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> it means nothing. It means nothing. You should have said that to her when you thinking about it. This means nothing. <laughs> how, how did you meet this woman? In a subway? I, this is somebody I just saw her in a subway once. No, because this is uh, L.A. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's a subway in L.A. I I wouldn't take that. That's <laughs> what you does. My husband does. My daughter does. I do when it's convenient. It's just nowhere near where I live. The problem with L.A. is we don't have nearly a nearly big enough system, so you still have to take some sort of transportation to get to the subway. So my daughter takes okay. it to school every day, and my husband has taken it because okay. my husband doesn't know how to drive, and my daughter doesn't drive. I drive, so I will not be taking the subway anytime soon. <laughs> so, oh, oh, okay. So, where was I? You're talking about Kira um, Sedgwick. Oh, okay, no. Oh. Oh, so then Eric, oh, Eric goes up to, to, um, to Monica and he's pissed. Because so, Monica's like, oh, I loved last night. And Eric's like, I think we should keep everything professional. And he's very, like, short with her. Super cold. And so then Monica's like, wait, what, what happened? Because Monica was, like, into him. 
So then Andre is trying to call Monica, but Monica is like not taking his calls. So then Andre goes to Monica's house, but Simone answers Monica's door. And uh, he's like, you know, what the hell are you doing here? Da, 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 da. And then he goes to leave and she hits him on the head. With a fire extinguisher. Right. It looked like so it was empty. empty. Yeah, it totally looked like it was empty. Because she just kind of flung it around like... Yeah, like a toy. Cause fire, yeah, because fire extinguishers are heavy. Yeah. So then we see Aunt Viv in a restaurant, and Aunt Viv has invited Simone out for dinner. Mm -hmm. But then... Simone thinks it's going to be a very nice dinner, but Aunt Viv is like, it's really you, and your mom's a whore, and you yeah. better get away from us. And gives her a check for $100,000. That part was nice. Yeah. People never take it, though. We've seen this in movies before. Someone gets a lot of money. Well, maybe she did take it, actually. No, she just started screaming. I feel like you could yeah. scream like and take the money. I think she did. That happened on this soap opera once where this woman was blackmailing this other woman and she's like, mm -hmm. I'm giving you $100,000 to get out of town. And the woman took the $100,000, put it in the bank, made, waited until it cleared and then let it be known that I'm not leaving town, bitch. And I have your $100,000. Of course. That's absolutely what you would do. <laughs> you can't do that. Paying you to like alley. leave and not make a stink that like that's a giant way of paying somebody a lot of money to do exactly what you don't want them to do. Well, did you just say she bought a she bought a bowling, bowling alley? alley? Yes, that was <laughs> Hammer's mistake. That is not a sound investment. She bought a bowling alley. Well, what, pins. well a, a bowling alley that costs less than a hundred thousand dollars. I'd be a little afraid that there's probably a boy who has to, has to like set the pins. <laughs> you know, there's something wrong with that. We talked about this with Hammer. That's what Hammer did. He yeah. had a bowling alley. That's why he went bankrupt. Yeah. Is this woman not aware of this? That was at his house. I don't think he had, the bowling alley is what bankrupt Hammer. I think the bowling alley was one of many things that bankrupt Hammer. Just the, la just the yeah, overall lavish spending. Right. Okay. So, oh, so then, so then Aunt Viv leaves... And I love that Aunt Viva, she was she's like, you can pay the check and leave. And it's then, not really $100,000. Then Simone no. starts screaming in the restaurant and everyone's looking at her like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? And then she goes home and she's still like, ah! She's still just screaming. Look, if you Screams don't, at home too. If you don't like the restaurant, things. just give a bad Yelp review. Right. Yeah. And, and, and she's just screaming and, and throwing things. Ah! And so, so then Monica, so wait. Oh, so then Simone goes over to Aunt Viv's house. And Aunt Viv had a very nice house. And Aunt Viv opens the door and Aunt Viv is like, what are you doing here? And then Simone opens up her backpack <laughs> and she's like, and this is what happened to the last person that told me to get out. And there was a head in her backpack. Now. This head was supposed to be Mrs. Fletcher, but the head in the backpack was the head of a white person, and Mrs. Fletcher was not white. Yeah, good point. 
<laughs> well, maybe it was somebody else. No, it's Mrs. Wentworth. Wait, maybe Simone, like in addition to, you know, moving in to, uh, you know, try and terrorize Monica, maybe she's all like se separately terrorizing somebody else, and that's how she messed up the dresses and she messed up the heads. So somewhere else she's going to some woman and showing Mrs. Fletcher's head, and that person's like, I don't know who that is. Right. This is terrifying yeah, maybe, still, but I don't know who that is. Maybe this is like the Hallmark movie about the veil, and it's like, so it's a head. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to find out that the, the other movie, you know, that Mrs. Fletcher's head ends up in that movie. Well, it, it, but in, uh, each time Mrs. Fletcher appears, <laughs> she'll be a different race. Right. Yes, yes. So then she's chased, she's chasing Aunt Viv with the head in the backpack, and I'm like, you better not kill Aunt Viv. Like, I wonder if there were any like not... real, real racist people watching this movie who were like happy that finally another white person's in the movie, but the white, white head in the back. Right. <laughs> you gotta be really hardcore. I don't, I don't think a racist person would have lasted this long in that movie. True. Yeah. Thank God another white person's in this movie. And, and they're not going to like most of the, the uh, sisterhood of the traveling Mrs. Fletcher's movies as Mrs. Right. Fletcher is a different race in everyone. Right. So right. They'd, they'd only like the first one. Yeah. So so yes, yeah, so, and I started I started messaging her when she's chasing Aunt Viv, and I I was I'm like not Aunt Viv, you can't kill Aunt Viv. Well, I gave it away. We have like a little feed go oh, yeah. thread going, and I I I I ruined it for less and said there was a head in the back. And I'm like I'm not there yet. Ruined it for him. But, but I did say how excited I was about some of the music, and then I uh, you know the, there was a supersonic pose. I want that. I want that supersonic pose. Anyway. That played this movie. Oh, so, so then Monica, meanwhile, goes over to Mrs. Fletcher's house. And she opens the door, and she's like, ew, it smells in here. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, and then she finds, she finds her dress on uh, Simone's bed, and then she finds a DVD. And so she starts mm -hmm. watching the DVD, and she sees... There's a screener. Um, well, the, the DVD is labeled for Andre. Right. And so... There's a screener of Ozark. So she's watching the DVD, and then she sees Andre, and he's, like, sitting in a bar. He's sitting, like, at, on a couch in a bar, minding his own business. And then she sees Simone walk up to him. And then I guess she saw what preceded to happen. So Eric, so Andre was right. I guess she got on, um, Simone got Andre drunk. Or, or drugged him or something, but she or took advantage him. of him on video. So she had video to give to, uh, Monica. Right. So, so then Monica calls BB, calls BB and she's pissed. And so then, um, Monica's like in her office, and BB BB had good lines because BB then told her, "You better beat her ass like she stole from you." <laughs> yeah. She also have we reached the, have we reached the point where BB calls that woman who's a nurse, and her name is Robin Gibbs from the Bee Gees. Oh, that's right. Technically, that was Robin. Oh, no, we're almost there. We're, almo oh, okay, we're almost good. there. Okay. Because first, 
Um, Simone tells Monica that she dr- that they're talking and she drugged. Uh, Monica's like, "You drugged Andre. You're fired." And then we cut to BB, and she and she's on the phone. And then we, because Robin then tells BB that Simone was bullied when they were in high school. Robin, and that and that Simone would always say that she's going to move to Texas because her father was the mayor of Houston. And then we find out that she killed her mother. Oh, wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) I see dead people. I did like that. I was like, what was that? She killed her mother. It was was like I was sending her off to heaven. But I killed my mother. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of murder in this movie. Uh, right? And Vanna White like turns around. Yeah. <laughs> so so then, yeah. So then we find out. So then so then she was like, she was like, she killed her mother, and she's like, well, the house burned down, but the house was very suspect. Then we the see house Simone. We see Simone. She and Monica are fighting. Monica turns around and we see a very old friend who we haven't seen in a very long time. Chloroform. Yeah. Chloroform oh. is back. We, we could probably say that they've rebooted Chloroform. Yes. All these reboots. Yes. Yeah. And then they then they brought out a new friend. Formaldehyde. <laughs> right. So, well, so, uh, well, wait, wait. You missed the best line of the movie where uh, when Simone is what you, she's waiting for Monica, she chloroforms her and says, night, night, bitch. Chloroform sounds like color forms. Like I I used to have these, like a Mm -hmm. toy called color forms. Absolutely. You shouldn't confuse the two. They're very different. You probably don't want to put chloroform in the oven and wait for a few minutes to bake, so then it melts into the shape that you want. No, that'd be a problem if you. You know, if, if 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 as a child I got a chloroform <laughs> instead of colorful, like <laughs> like you asked Santa for it, your parents completely mis- misunderstood, but wanted to get you what you really wanted anyway. <laughs> so I do. We like, did think it was a strange gift. <laughs> I don't know. I like Kirsten is room playing, and he just keeps collapsing every couple of minutes. <laughs> he keeps on falling asleep. I don't know what's wrong with him. Kurt, wake up. <laughs> we were wondering. <laughs> when he was you were you're heating your color forms in the oven we were wondering uh why uh grandma keeled over <laughs> from the event, from the oven vent yeah anyway. right yeah, this. So, so so bb shows up at the house and then bb is looking around the house and then she finds a headless body so i guess that's mrs fletcher hey that was macabre i didn't need to see that and then Andre's there too, dead. Yeah. And then I was worried about Aunt Viv because Monica was tied up, but then Aunt Viv was still alive. She was just tied up in the closet. Again, like why? Yeah. Why? Why did she spare her? Why did she spare Elodie? It didn't because make sense. Aunt Viv, oh. Aunt Viv is a national treasure. Aunt Viv has been through enough. I agree. Well, you can't kill everybody. No. Especially not Aunt Viv. So, so then, you know... A headless woman. I, I need to see a headless person. So, so then so then Monica is like, 
so Simone's like, yeah, we were, we're sisters. And your dad called me and I went to meet him. And then she thought that the dad was going to welcome her in the family. This is after her mother died. She thought the dad Mm -hmm. was going to welcome her into the family. But the dad was basically like, stay away from us. And so then Simone was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll fix you. And she poisoned his drink. I see dead people. So she, She brought the poison with her, like, just in case this didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. That was the yeah. only remotely anything close to a twist that that actually surprised me in this movie. Yes. Yes. I hope things work out with my dad, but if not, I am going to be bringing some poison. Well, you always want to have a plan B. Because the dad yeah. was not that old. Because the dad was born in like 1961, so he wasn't even that old. No. So, so then... Um, so then Monica sees BB sneaking around. So Monica, like, basically Mm. distracts, uh, Simone by saying, we can be sisters. And while she's distracting her, BB hits her over the head. And then she trophies her. Yes, she trophies her. So, so then BB's untying everybody. There's, they start to run out. And then Monica wakes up, and Monica's like, I'm lighting this shit on fire. And she did. She poured, because she had poured the formaldehyde on the bed. So she just lit a match and threw it on the formaldehyde. So they're all, like, running out of the house. Then BB starts fighting Monica. And they start, like, having a fist fight. No, Simone. She's oh, fighting no, Simone. Oh, sorry, Simone. BB starts fighting Simone. And they're having right. like a fist fight. And then Simone takes BB's head and starts hitting it on the ground. She's <laughs> really into head damage. Yes. Well, she's, no, she's mad at herself at this moment for bringing the wrong head to this house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's like, this is the wrong Mrs. Fletcher. You I need to rewatch this because I didn't notice. I didn't know that she was pleasuring herself. I didn't know she was carrying around the wrong head. I don't know. So yeah, we so, watched separate starts, movies. so she started beating in her head, and then it looked like BB was dead. And then Monica was like pissed because she was like, "My friend!" And then Monica stabs her with a pole like Black China. Yes. She had like yes. a six foot pole. Yeah. Like, we keep reading about Black China. Now we know what it looks like. Yeah, so now we have a visual. Well, the next Black China story, we're going to hear that Black China had Rob's head in a bag. Right. <laughs> right. And then we're going to hear that, that Black China like, is, was, was like chasing him with a street lamp. And she was like trying to hit him with that. <laughs> so well, so then... You can see what she's doing. So then the, the house is burning. Monica is upset. Uh, upset. BB's laying on the ground. Simone's lying on the ground. And then the next scene is wake up Houston with your new host, Monica. No, the it was called tea cemetery. time. Oh, yeah, we have the cemetery tea. scene first. Oh, they, go to the, like, they go to the cemetery. Yeah, we don't know who's and, dead. And she's talking to her dad. And, but, but uh, they've survived. 
I'm David's fine. I think she. I would think she'd be a little rattled after all that. Right. But she seems all right. So then we go to Tea Time starring Monica. And I love the fact that they show the audience and they're all clapping and Elodie's like this. Slow clapping. Why the fuck was Elodie even there? <laughs> what else is she going to do? But I love that they show she's Elodie there. slow clapping. You know why she's there? Just in case, like, Monica can't handle it and runs off. She'll just jump. I'll do it. Oh, yeah. It's like, Elodie, you had a brush with death. Don't you think that that would change your outlook on life? But nope. Oh, uh, no. Well, maybe it's part no. of therapy. She's like, all right, I don't want to support this bitch, but I'm going to I'm gonna give it my effort. Right. Oh, and then they cut to, they cut to BB, and BB's alive! BB's alive. BB's fine. Yeah. She just has, has a man. She, she's a hot man. And her arm is in a sling, even though we never saw Simone do anything to her arm. We saw Simone beat her head on the ground, but she had a sling. <laughs> she's got a man. She's got a man now. He's like, mm, she's a like very a hot man. I like a lady with a cracked skull. I like You're a lady with a, a head injury. He's got a thing for that. The end. Yeah. That uh, was quite a movie. Yeah. A- but I liked it more than you guys. I I kind of enjoyed it in some ways. I, I, was- I just thought it was dull, and I thought it was, it was poorly executed. Yes. Yes. Because like I said, mm. they, they could have just, just redone the original script with black women instead and it would have been great I thought yeah a lot of I like missed opportunities the, I like yeah. some of the music I like I, I like the leads I thought they were good um, but I I, I did yeah. like that they showed a plus sized woman and that was never an issue mm-hmm. I like that that, that, was ne- that wasn't even brought up yep. and she got hot guys and she got, the, and she became the star of her own TV show, mm-hmm. and beat out the skinny girl. I like that. So I, um, I like that. I like the actor that played Eric. Beyond being cute and hot, I thought he was a good actor too. And so I was just curious who he was, and I looked him up. And then I started like, looking for photos of him to see like more of what he looked like. And uh, the fir- one of the first thing that comes up is. His screen test for this movie, or like his, you know, they do self taping. He, he uh, did a self tape and send it in, and he, I guess, he uploads his to Vimeo oh as a God, way of okay. sending it. So, and so that's like the first thing that came up when you Google his name. It's oh. so funny because on auditions now they tell you not to use Vimeo. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, we're self. They're like, do not use Vimeo. What is the hesitancy against using that? I don't know. They just tell you to. I use Hightail, but they just they're like don't. Hightail. They're like don't use YouTube or Vimeo. They don't want to give out any spoilers. Oh, that that could be part of it. That could be part of it. I auditioned to play a hot dog vendor for Grey's Anatomy one time, and it was like a, it was on YouTube, and somebody saw that, they know a spoiler. Yeah. And with a, with a how was the screen test? Pretty good. I mean, you got the job. True. It wasn't a screen test. It was a self tape. Right. That's funny. It's just up <laughs> there. Yeah. Pops That's up. cool. Anyway, <sighs> well. McDreamy. 
that was oh you haven't watched it since McDreamy McDreamy's not on it anymore I never watched it oh McDreamy hasn't been on there for years yeah and neither is McSteamy but McSteamy's on Euphoria now right oh I and I I heard I need to start watching it I heard that that McSteamy did a little something he did a lot of something yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. the whole show is yeah. fucking phenomenal. But <laughs> just bear in mind less that now that you're the parent of a teenager, there might be some things that you're not gonna wanna know, even though you probably should know about what kids are doing now. Oh see now I'm gonna watch I, it. Yeah. Well, well Well I remember watching that I remember watching that with like an ex girlfriend. We watched it once. So I guess I did see it once. That was a long ass time ago. So how long has the show been on? Well, season one came out twenty nineteen. It's up for a SAG award. And then Grey's Anatomy? No, Euphoria. No, Euphoria. Oh. Oh, I was talking about Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Grey's Anatomy's been on for over twenty years. I still watch Grey's Anatomy. I still watch that. And and it just got renewed for another year. Yeah. Wow. But no, Euphoria. Yeah, it's it's nominated for a SAG award, so I just got a bunch of screeners. And Zendaya event. won the Emmy in twenty twenty. And when you watch oh, the show, you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. So that's as a that's the lady that's in June, right? She's, she's the, in she's June, in and she's June. in Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. So so Jason, am, so as a parent, am I going to look at it and just go like, oh shit? Yeah, a little bit. Even as a non parent, I'm like, oh shit. I'll have to watch that. Right? Because, like, except for, like, one or two elements of storylines, there, I mean, it's all, it's all believable, but some, some of it, they pile it on a little bit much for some characters, but there's a lot of serious, heavy shit going on in this show. And everybody who I've talked to loves it. Like, everybody loves it. It it is phenomenal. Is it? Yeah, I'll have to watch it. Um... Yeah, I screeners to watch them. Yeah, I got. Yeah, kids got it. You got to have them watched by the twenty fifth. Got to vote. Wait, is that a screener too? Is that something I have to watch? Euphoria, yeah. Well, it's on it's HBO. Actually. Yeah, I'll try. I'm doing my best. I watched like half half the movies. Right now, I'm in the middle of watching The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I like no, it. I haven't seen, but I did watch Respect. I like that. I watched that the other day. Yeah. It's like Aretha Franklin had some life going on. Yep. And so, yes, I'm watching right. the, the Eyes of Tammy yep. Faye, and I actually like it. Okay. And yeah, I gotta get I gotta get all my screeners in. Do my best. Which they've been sending a bunch, like a bunch, a bunch. Yeah, my stack is growing, and it's all stuff that's on streaming, which is really annoying that right. they send it. That's you. You right. could have gone green, like I, I did. didn't know that was a thing this year. I didn't see. The I email. didn't even know either. I didn't know that was an option. It was in the email that I got. I went green. I haven't got any screeners in the mail. See, I was just like, you know, the only thing, like every year, that's the one I'm like, okay, I've got to pay my November SAG dues on time. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go pay them, I was asking the lady, and the lady's like, this is always the time of year where everybody pays their dues on time. Because if you don't pay your dues on time, you don't get the screen. Do you think that uh, the Screen Actors Guild started the SAG Awards simply so that people would start paying their dues? Probably. Maybe. Probably. It's like, yeah, pay them on. Because I tell you, that's the one time that I'm like, like, I I, I don't care how little money I'm paying my dues on time. Anywho, 
if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, uh, leskirkendallbarrett.com. Uh, and I have some shows coming up. If you are going to be in Minneapolis on February 18th, I'm starting my storytelling show, uh, Workplace Drama at the Strike Theater in Northeast Minneapolis. If you want to find out about that, you can go to strikethater.com. Also, if you are in Fresno at the beginning of March, you come and see my show, uh, The Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen. It's about a slave who turned into the queen of drag in the late 1800s. And you can find out about that at fresnorogue.com. Jason. Please rate and review us. Give us five stars on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. It helps people uh, find the show, and it does feel like uh, our our fan base is growing, which is very nice, and thank you. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and – oh, actually, you can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh. Well, I am working on a comeback, so I will be playing in – Couple cities, if all goes well, um, soon. So it's I'll not a comeback. Know. It Kurt, it's not a comeback. It's a return. It's a return. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> You've been here for years. I've been here for years. That's what they yeah, said. so that's what I'm, I'm working on. So more, more info on that later. That's what she said at Sunset Boulevard. It's not a comeback. It's a return. Oh, and I always forget to do this. Uh, <laughs> I have another podcast. If you are a fan of reality shows, I have a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow where I read books written by reality stars and my co-host Victoria and I try to make sense of those two. And we are still talking about Not All Diamonds and Rosé. So give it a listen. Is that it? Is that everything? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. So until next time, bye. 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 Bye.